0: Today's guest is Andrea Stark, the founder and head of reimbursement at Mira Vista LLC, which offers DME consulting, billing, and training services, as well as in depth analysis. Andrea joins HME News in 10 to talk about the biggest development in the HME industry in 2021 a new national coverage determination for home oxygen therapy that expands coverage to acute conditions and eliminates the CMN requirement. We haven't experienced a coverage expansion like this in recent history, she says. Listen to find out how the new NCD has ripple effects on a provider's operational and compliance procedures and why it should give providers a lot more confidence when it comes to audits. I'm Liz Bollier. And I'm Teresa Clarity, And this is HME News in 10 from HME News. Stay with us. This episode of HME News in 10 is sponsored by the HME Benchmarking Toolkit. Purchase your toolkit today and gain access to the results of the annual HME News VGM and Associates Financial Benchmarking Survey, an Excel spreadsheet that lets you enter your company info and compare it to industry averages, and the slides from the benchmarking presentation at the HME News Business Summit, all for only $59. Learn more and purchase your toolkit at www.hmenews.com forward slash toolkit. Hi, Andrea. Welcome to HME News in 10.
1: Hey, thank you, Liz. I am delighted to be here chatting with you and our listeners today.
0: Yes, thanks for doing this, and it's an exciting topic. We are recording this in uh, mid-December. And we're going to talk about the biggest development in DME in 2021 in your eyes. And real quickly, Andrea, what is that, if, if no one could guess?
1: <laughs> well, you know, there really was, it's, it's hard to pick, but having to choose the biggest one, I have to vote for the Oxygen NCD. That was the biggest development this year.
0: Yeah, so high level, why is the new NCD for home oxygen therapy the biggest
1: development of the year? Well, first of all, we haven't experienced a coverage expansion like this in recent history, certainly not in the 23 years that I've been in this industry. um, But that impact goes well beyond the coverage implications. There are ripple effects on supplier's Operational procedures and compliance expectations also change dramatically.
0: Yeah. Before we get into some of those specifics, Andrea, you've been in this industry for a long time. You've worked on the other side of the aisle. Did this surprise you that CMS has moved in this direction in terms of how it covers home oxygen
1: therapy? You know, that's a great question. Because on the one hand, CMS was responding to a pandemic, right? And COVID-19 required a sense of action. It required CMS to bend the rules to respond to this respiratory pandemic. So um, on the one hand, that's where I thought it was going to end. So what surprised me is not that it was the temporary changes to begin with, but the permanence of doubling down. That's what surprised me, that CMS made these changes permanent. So to say it caught me by surprise would be an understatement. You know, but I I really have to say, you know, when I reflect on it, the pandemic taught us all a lot of lessons, and COVID affected the world both directly and indirectly, not just in the inconveniences, the shutdowns, the mask mandates, But fundamentally on a personal level, because of how quickly and how severely many family members and friends got sick. And oxygen clearly played an important role in that, not just in the respiratory support of the people who got sick, but it brought comfort to the extended family members and friends who could visibly see an immediate impact of what that therapy did for a loved one. And I think that has to be what really changed. The trajectory of making this permanent, if I had to guess.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the elements of the new NCD that will have the most impact.
1: Well, I think that would have to be a tie between two different things. First of all, adding oxygen coverage for acute conditions, certainly, and for the cluster headaches. Um, You know, it's really funny on cluster headaches, I hadn't really heard very much about them until it became a thing. And now there are patients coming out of the woodworks or, you know, just conversations that my daughter has with her fellow students and parents who suffer from this. And you start to really, when you're listening out, cluster headaches affect so many people. So the acute conditions and cluster headaches being one, and I have to say eliminating the CMN has to be number two. So...
0: Walk us through how those two key elements of the NCD sort of set a new precedent, essentially changing almost, you know, everything we know about the
1: oxygen benefit to date. <laughs> well, adding coverage to, for acute conditions is a great thing, hands down, but it comes with some baggage that suppliers didn't have before. Um, so the industry is configured to offer long-term oxygen therapy support because that was the benefit. So adding coverage for acute conditions opens up both logistical and compliance challenges that we just didn't have to deal with before. Acute conditions require short-term support. That means delivery technicians have to be dispatched twice in a very short time period to set up the equipment and then subsequently to retrieve that equipment once the patient recovers. And furthermore, acute conditions require additional follow-up by customer support teams They have to affirm that that the equipment remains in use in order to perpetuate the billing. It's not a set it and forget it. And furthermore, they have to find out uh, when that equipment is stopped and then dispatch those delivery technicians to collect the equipment. And so it displaces inventory in a different way. And like I said, on the compliance front and, and operational front, there are ripple effects of those. Yeah,
0: that leads into our, our next question, Andrea, in terms of the implications of the new NCD on audits. You just spelled out, you know, a different way of doing business. So how does that parlay into what we might see on the audit side of things?
1: Well, honestly, in my book, this is the best part of the revised NCD because the new policy finally aligns the two concepts of when a patient medically needs oxygen and when medicare is going to cover it there's been a disconnect for ages decades as long as oxygen's been around it cuts out the benefit and denies patients access who truly have low levels of saturation they need that oxygen it's clear you know patients with pneumonia for example there's no disputing these patients have to have oxygen to get home but they were denied coverage and so In the past, suppliers failed audits for these reasons because they filled an order that was medically necessary, but they didn't check off all the boxes that ensured that it would be covered. So they were dinged for instances where the chart didn't document prior alternative treatments. Patient wasn't in a chronic stable state. The need was because of an exacerbation of another condition, or it was indirect and not tied to a specific issue with the lungs. So now all of that muddied water goes away, becomes crystal clear. And you know, in the past, patients could be really sick and clearly need oxygen, but not meet that criteria. But now when a record shows uh, a need for oxygen, that claim should be paid and suppliers can have a lot more confidence going into the audit process. So in short, with these changes, suppliers should encounter far fewer errors in their audit experience.
0: That's great news. How will the new NCD play out in 2022? At last, I think we reported on this, we were still waiting for the medical directors to Mm -hmm. interpret the NCD in in their LCDs. So how how will this all play out uh, next year?
1: Well, as it stands, um, as of our recording date, they still haven't interpreted the NCDs. They haven't published NCD or LCDs rather. And so I really think CMS laid out their intentions pretty clearly in the National Coverage Decision Memo. So I'm not expecting a great departure from the MACs or really many surprises. But what I'm looking for is how the MACs are going to fill in the gaps on two specific areas. First of all, what will continued coverage for acute conditions look like after that initial four months of therapy? That's one area where CMS left to the MACs their discretion. And then number two, how will the max assess cases where patients don't have hypoxic test results? That's going to be the case for our cluster headache patients. But then there also are instances where patients are clearly demonstrating signs and symptoms of hypoxia, but the SAT result is in the 90s. So the test doesn't objectively show hypoxia. So That's the other area, and I predict there's going to be a follow-up face-to-face component for each of these categories, and I'm hopeful they're going to give us some specific criteria for what the medical records have to say to secure a favorable coverage determination, but I really don't see how they're going to be able to be as specific as we want them to be, and my gut tells me that they're likely to rely on individual consideration, and That has its own set of issues, and it's extremely difficult to build a policy on precedent that is set by one-off cases. Systematically, I think it's possible the MACs will create a special modifier to trigger documentation review, and I wouldn't rule out prior authorization pathway for these claims down the road.
0: Great. Andrea, well we've sort of mapped out the biggest development of the year, it being the new NCD for home oxygen. but if you could just quickly name two other big developments in, in your mind in
1: 2021 what would they be? One small little appendage to the oxygen um, topic. I didn't really get a chance to talk about the CMN elimination, but you know procedurally that's going to be huge for suppliers. It eliminates a big burden. it allows us to get from Prescription to delivery to payment in a much so- shorter time frame, but it's a hard thing to extract from a long-term process that's really been built around that. So suppliers are, are struggling with that, but I think it's it's going to be wonderful. So that kind of bolts on to the NCD. But if I had to be pressed for two other items, I'd have to say the KX modifier usage during the pandemic. That's technically a carryover from 2020, so you might want to disqualify that answer because <laughs> I'm pulling it in. Um, but it continued to play a huge role for respiratory-related products and a few other products where face-to-face requirements were relaxed. So that would be one, unless you disqualify it. No, um, I think
0: it's fair game.
1: <laughs> okay, and then one more: um, the Philips recall impact on the sleep market and the supply chain shortage. It continues to exacerbate product availability. So so certainly a big contender for 2021.
0: Right. And probably for 2022 as well,
1: unfortunately. Yeah. So. yeah unfortunately.
0: Well, this has been great, Andrea.
1: Thank you again for joining HME News in 10 and uh, talk to you in 2022. That was great, Liz. I hope you have me back for another HME News in 10. Um, maybe this is gonna be our Saturday night live equivalent of the HME industry. What do you think?
0: <laughs> I think people would enjoy that.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back in twenty twenty two. Thanks. Sounds Sam.
0: good. Thanks. And that's HME News and 10.